and welcome to Podcast and Curious with your host, me, Galena Ravina. And with me today is my friend, comedian, and manager of the Westside Comedy Club over in Santa Monica. Please welcome Chris Gorvos. Hi, Chris. Good to have you. Hi, Galena. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's been, I haven't seen you, um, no. probably March. Definitely March. We closed Definitely on, March. we didn't close, but we, we, we stopped operating March 12th was our last day. We okay. canceled the shows on March 12th. So we're coming up on a year. Oh my God. Can you believe it's been a year? It's, it's unbelievable. It's way too long. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have been like this, but here we are. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about eventually readjusting back to normal life. I, I, it, it's like daunting to me a little bit. I just can't even imagine. Yeah, I don't know how again. I don't know how anyone expects me to work ever again. <laughs> I, they should extend unemployment forever. They should. And then, what's been going on with the club like during all of this? I know you're doing like some online classes, right? Oh no, we we we're totally shuttered now. Oh, we 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 went we closed on March 12th, and then we kind of went online until the end of August. We did two terms of classes and like four or five months of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just got to the point where it, we, we got like a PPP loan and, you know, burned through that to keep teachers and staff employed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it just got to the point where we need to hold on and save money to, you know, hopefully reopen, which yeah. I'm optimistic about. Like, I think there's a good chance that we'll be able to open. Um, but like, you know, the next couple months are going to be really telling. I'm, I, I don't really, you know, I'm very happy that there's a new administration coming in because I think if, you know, we just need like real big leadership to get past this. And, uh, and I, I think we'll be able to, I'm optimistic, Yeah. but you know, I we're also kind of like in this weird area where like, we're small enough that like, like, I feel like a lot of the bigger places are having difficulty because they're like, they're like too big to succeed through this because just like all of their expenses are way too much. Whereas we're right. like a little bit of a smaller operation. So I think, I think, I think hopefully we'll be okay. Fingers crossed, but you should definitely go see a comedy show and spend all your money there. Once if you're hearing this, once we reopen, because I know, I hope so. I hope uh, Josh and I are still employed. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. not employed, but like that's, he was actually my last guest. Oh, and, Josh, uh, for anyone listening, Josh and I ran our show there and I just like can't even imagine. That's like one of the first open mics I started going to that like Tuesday night open mic when I started doing stand up. So that like I just need that to be within the landscape of stand up in L.A. It just like wouldn't be the same. Yeah, I think that we have like enough like goodwill and enough like, you know, oh, this is my first time doing stand up there. And like I did my first this there. I went on my mm-hmm. first date there. I took my wife there for the first date. That like there's enough of that like guilt that people will need to like keep coming because yeah. it's part of their history because we've been around for like a, almost 12 years now. I think so, too. And that's good to hear because it's like, I mean, what, by far the only thing on that side of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the reasons why me and my friends kind of bought the place was we were like, oh, at the very least, there's kind of like a geographical monopoly over here. And we can like, you know, at least... Our initial phrase, which in hindsight was like somewhat cocky, was like, we own comedy west of the 405, which is like... <laughs> you do, though. Bro-y. It's, but it's like bro like we could have conveyed it nicer. 
but that was like 12 years ago. We're much more enlightened now. But you know, it's it's basically us and Comedy and Magic Club, and Comedy and Magic Club's like so far south, and yeah, we don't really overlap that much. And that's a different. That's south of the airport. Listen, that's a different country. Different country, but there's a million people west of the 405, and we just need to get <laughs> 75 every night. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you've been there you've been coming there for years i i can't remember i'm sure there was a time because you're much younger than me but i don't i don't remember a time when we had the place where you weren't like a a, a, a staple there on tuesdays and you've run a couple shows there you're to show with Ali's this fine that's right we did i know i have so many i've i've sewed some serious roots over there and yeah i think i mean i had started doing stand-up at the very end of 2014 um and then I probably started going to Westside like early 2015 and just kept going. Wow, that's six years. That's crazy. I know. So long. <laughs> I don't know if we, um, you know how comics always measure the amount of years that they've been doing it. Uh-huh. And I have a big issue with do I count last year or not? Because I would be at six years, but I feel like I've only had five years of experience. I mean, I think that you doing a podcast like counts for a year. You know, like I, 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 I feel as like so. you've been. I feel as though I shouldn't count this. I've had zero creative desires during this time. Like I've, there's like a couple of people that I follow that are like, or that, that that I just know from comedy that are like so motivated and were immediately like hit the ground running. And I think kind of like the emotional turmoil of like possibly losing the business for like there was like a three month stretch where we were like if certain things don't fall into place, we might like lose the business. And during that time, I was just like, so worried about that, that I haven't been able to be creative, but seeing like, you know, people like you and other, other people who came to the West side a bunch still being creative during this time. I think you can count the year for sure. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I, I know what you mean. Cause it's been a struggle to write and stuff. I was like super motivated at the very beginning. Like sure. I, I want to say April, I had taken like a pilot writing class and then I wrote a pilot while I took, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm on the prize. I'm doing it. And then I just completely lost steam. And about a month after that, I just like stopped really doing anything other than this podcast. Cause anytime I sit down and I write jokes, it, it doesn't feel as satisfying to me because I can't try them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's awful. I think also part of that, like creativity spike and then lull. I read, I either read this, this is months ago that I read this article, but it was like, it was talking about how all humans have like a surge capacity in a crisis where like there's an earthquake, there's like rubble. We need to clear the rubble and we have this like well of like reserve in us that we can, you know, handle a crisis for like a week or two weeks mm-hmm. or like until the, the basement isn't flooded anymore. Or like everyone's out of the hospital again, but this is like, such a long crisis that our right. just like our search it, it happened over the summer everyone was like what are you up to and like, i was talking to my friend greg santos who was doing sketches a lot and he was like i i don't want to do anything and you're like yeah you just run out of that so you do a hundred percent and there's i i like to not guilt trip myself about it either because i read similar articles and I think right now you just, you're surviving and you're doing enough just by surviving. Cause Absolutely. this is all so much more traumatic than people are really like talking about it being, but this is just sure. going to be lifelong trauma for everyone involved. Yeah. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be a lot, but I also think we're pretty resilient. And I think when it comes back, it's going to be like the most fun six to 18 months. That oh we've my had. God. I know. I can't wait. For, I'm going to be hugging people that I used to like purposely ignore. 
Cool. <laughs> you hear that, Josh Lanzette? <laughs> people that she's to purposely ignore. <laughs> um, but I think you're selling yourself short saying you haven't had a creative outlet because I'm seeing you all day, every day, baking up a storm over there. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm here to talk about baking, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, wasn't that yeah. slick how I got into that? Just a that's smooth a transition? What was Josh's thing that he's been doing? Uh, Josh and I talked about true crime because that's kind of one of the first things we bonded over when we became friends. Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I've been baking a bunch. It's, uh, it's, you know, I realized like, um, there's still like some stuff that I have to do for the West Side. And I realized that I was like, maybe you've had this. I'm, I'm doing things that don't take a lot of time. I'm taking like a lot of time to do them. Like, yes. I have to pick up the mail once a week for the theater because there's like, you know, employees who have unemployment where I need to like audit their unemployment, like just mm-hmm. like upkeep stuff. And like the post office is like two miles from my house. And I, in the beginning of the pandemic, I used to like, walk, like drive there. Mm-hmm. And now like, I'll be like, Oh, I'll take like a four hour walk today because it will just chew up more time. And I think that that coupled with like watching Great British Bake Off is why I started baking because you can like, I saw this recipe for this thing called a Queen Amon, and it takes like seven hours. And I was like, we got a day. It's like, <laughs> we're going to waste seven hours today so that I can have one of these and give the rest to people. And it just takes up time. And I, I, I find that uh, that's one of the main reasons why I do it is because it's just like, like you can't hurry mm-hmm. like something baking. Like you just have to fucking wait. And it's, you can also look at it like every five minutes and like, you know, people are like, Oh, a watch pot doesn't boil, you know, but guess what? It fucking does. <laughs> Boils in the exact same amount of time as a not watch pot. <laughs> That's so true. And I can relate because I've been, I have to go to FedEx for work almost every day. And now I, when I used to just like stop there in my car, I walk there. It's like a mile away. <laughs> what else do you have to do? Go Nothing. for a walk. Yeah. Were you baking pre-pandemic? I was not baking pre-pandemic. I was barely cooking at home pre-pandemic. And now I only cook at home. You know, like everybody else, like Mm -hmm. you cook at home. I think I more like assembled food at home before, like, you know, like cereal with milk or like a sandwich or things like that. Well, I got a couple dishes that I could make, but I was having like, I feel like a lot of my kind of like trying new things comes from like, not like not a dark place, but from mm-hmm. like a a sadder, frustrated place. Sure. I was like, there's this great, great taco stand by me. And they've been open basically the whole time, except for maybe like the two weeks where it was really crazy and in, in, mm-hmm. in the middle there, kind of around like when, you know, a lot of the marches were happening and the pandemic was surging at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted tacos and I knew that they weren't going to be open because also because they're not open on Monday. And I was like so sad walking through a grocery store and I was just like, I can't even have tacos today. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to like, I'm going to make tacos. Like I'm, <laughs> I'll figure out and maybe they'll be terrible, but I'll, I'll make them. And that's kind of how I started like cooking more and baking. And then baking was just like an extension of that. Like I, I did like a backyard. I started baking kind of in November. Okay. Oh, so super recent. I feel like you've just made enough to fill an entire Parisian partisserie. Is that what they call them? <laughs> it seems like you've been baking for a year based on how many things you've posted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also like, like, 
I I'll bake something like at least every other day. Mm-hmm. And uh and so that's why it seems like also like you can see my appearance right now, like not exactly camera ready. So like but still <laughs> we we gotta create content, Galena. We gotta, I know. Hey, you'll look great. Don't worry about it. I haven't gotten a haircut since August in someone's back. Right, right, right. Those bagels are now like the content, you know, like I don't need yeah. to like I still need to post something. But um yeah, it's just been like you know, and also, like, I don't know what I'm doing. So there's a lot of, like, trial and error and, like, you know, fuck something up. And then it's like, well, it doesn't. It's very much like, you know, it's similar to stand up in the sense of, like, oh, I'd like to try this. I have a thought of something that I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, it comes out great the first time. And you're like, oh, my God, that joke works. And then, like, mm-hmm. you try it again. And you're like, nothing about that worked. And then you and then you can try it again. And you're like, oh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's not as good as the first time. But. Uh, so yeah, there's like, I like that it's like, you know, you can immediately try things and, and, and play around with it. Also, like, it's kind of, I, I found, maybe you found like, like your world has shrunk, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I drove on a highway for the first time in two months a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I was like, I can't believe that they let people do this, you know, because <laughs> they just hadn't driven on a highway in like months. Yeah. And, my world is so like my neighbors now and like mm-hmm. my next door neighbor and like four other people in my building that I talk to almost every day. And then like, I've got a comedy buddy across the street and like a college friend four blocks away. And so the baking is kind of like an excuse to like connect and be like just mm-hmm. earlier today, I made another like coffee cake and I was like, Hey, I didn't get you on the last one. Here's like mm-hmm. a quarter of a coffee cake. And then you can That's talk so nice. for four or five minutes. So I really just kind of give most of it away to like mm-hmm. friends and neighbors. Oh, I love that. Um, you were saying what's like a recipe that you royally screwed up? What's like a good example of something that you're like, oh, I just butchered this. Well, I've made three coffee cakes in the last 72 hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like they're like these blueberry coffee cakes that a friend, you know, Skushner, mm-hmm. his girlfriend Carrie sent me this recipe for blueberry coffee cake, and I fucking love coffee cake. Oh, cool! And um, uh, and and the recipe has its own cool backstory, which this girl entered it into. A 15 year old girl entered it into a competition in Chicago in 1954, and she won like a thousand dollars. Dang, that's a lot of money in 1954. <laughs> a lot of money. And it was called, um, it's called Boy Bait. That's what, that was like her name for it. <laughs> like a fun backstory. But that's what I've been baking the last three days. And I made, I made three of them because the first one was really good, but I like gave it out too quickly. Mm-hmm. And my friends that I surf with, his birthday was today and I wanted to make him another one. But like, it, uh, I did the exact same thing mm-hmm. and it was like, couldn't have been different. Like the middle was soup and the outside was like burnt and it was just terrible. So I, I made another one like just earlier today. So That's like, so weird though to, to think that you, you know, put everything in the same and it's just going to bake completely different. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think there was one difference was that the, 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 the one in three were like blueberries and the middle one was like a, like a triple berry, like, oh, okay. like raspberries and blackberries and blueberries and i don't know maybe that fucked it up also like i, I don't really know because i'm not really like i'm very good at following instructions but I'm, i don't really know the the science behind it and apparently there's like a lot of science behind it but i don't know i didn't i didn't fuck up this one yes yeah. that's, that's all that matters 
Do you have a mixer? I don't. I, I, You're doing all this without a mixer? I have like a hand mixer, but I have... Okay. Um, there's this... Uh, one of the recipes that I... I, get, I go to this one website called biggerbolderbaker.com, biggerbolderbaker.com, <laughs> and it's this Irish lady, and she like... She kind of... A lot of her recipes are all hand mixing, which is really fun because it also mm-hmm. like takes more time and also right. like you feel like you're more connected to it. Yeah. Um, so you said there was a good story behind the boy. Bit. Are you the person then that gets sent one of those long recipes on a blog post and you actually read the whole story? Cause I skip over that and go right to the recipe. No, yeah, I do that too. But this one, I was like, it, she kind of Carrie kind of like front loaded it by being like, she was like, Oh, my friend who's a chef in New York, like uses this in his restaurant. It's a really great recipe. And so I thought that I started reading it thinking that it was from that, that chef, but it's not. It's just mm-hmm. from like, it's the recipe that he uses. Oh. So I just read like the, the first couple paragraphs. And also, like, I just got a hand mixer for Christmas from my parents. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Um, and so, like, I, this is the first thing that I've used it for. So I, I wanted to like read the whole recipe to make sure that not like, there's no like, hey, and watch out because this is where people usually like lose a finger in an egg beater, you know? <laughs> yeah. I uh, cut fingers a bunch. I'm not. I burn my hands like so much. Do you? Do you not? I'm sure you have oven mitts, right? Or are you just like not careful about grabbing them? I don't do I have oven mitts. I have West Side Comedy Theater oven mitts. Oh wow! Oh, I want one of those. <laughs> this was our holiday gift like four years ago. That's four such a great. Oh, that that couldn't be any better. I was not expecting you were about to have branded <laughs> West Side oven mitts. Did you get Did you get socks last year? I did not get socks. Oh, we gave away we gave away like 250 pairs of socks at the Christmas party. Ah, I have no West Side merch. I'm all of a sudden devastated. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. Do you bake as well? I bake a little bit, but I'm really, really afraid of it. Um, as far as because I've made I've baked a lot of like disasters, you know. And I'm starting not to trust. Sometimes cookies have even just ended up being bad for no reason. Sometimes I've nailed them and they've been the best cookies. And other times it's just, you know, a little chaotic. But I get scared of like things. I've never baked anything that needed proving. Um, I've never baked like like a bread or a savory anything. I've done... I've only really done the classics like cookies, brownies. I've done lemon bars. Um, I was making ice cream, which is not baking, but I was doing that a little bit last year. Close enough, you know? Close enough. And then I've made meringue before, um, just like little meringue cookies. But that's back when I had a hand mixer, which um, was my roommate since she moved out. So I'm now sans mixer. Okay. It's pretty – I found that like the – the other thing that I enjoy about it, and it's also similar to stand-up, is like – there's a terrifying element to it as well mm-hmm. of, of, of making something like I'm constantly worried that not that I'm going to like burn the house down or something like that, but more just like I'm worried that I'm going to mess up some detail. Mm-hmm. And I, and also like, there's like a release at the end of trying it similar to like, Oh, getting a laugh yeah. and like all of that. It's like a similar, like it's a similar excitement to me. And also, because especially because you have people to give it to to try it. So you're like, oh, I need everybody else to enjoy this as much as I think I'm enjoying it, which is the same as jokes. Very true. And also like and also like, you know, you, you can tell when an audience like genuinely laughs at something versus mm-hmm. 
doesn't like is like oh i i know by the rhythm of comedy that this is where the joke is and i'm here and so like i'll laugh at this part but like similarly like you can tell when like like a taste doesn't hit you know when yeah. somebody's, like, somebody's like oh this is like you can't like you can't fake a laugh and you also like kind of can't it's difficult to fake truly enjoying something you're eating mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like an automatic response for sure yeah that's true uh, you've made bread right I have. I've made some bread. How? <laughs> really fucked up. Some bread has been like bread has been like the a little bit of the bane of my existence. Like there's, I've I've fucked up the proving a couple times, and then some of it hasn't risen enough. And then I have a couple. Um, do you know Taya Lux? Mm-mm. She's a stand up. She's she's done some stuff at the West Side. She had a show there, and she taught our stand up class a little bit. She's a great stand up. Um, and she's like, she's like, if I'm baking here, she's like really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. And I'll like message her and like, you know, almost like a cry for help and be <laughs> like, this bread fucked up. What did I do wrong? As though like you could know the answer to that by that question. You yeah. Know? She's, and then she'll like talk to me about it. And so it's nice to like chat with her, but bread is tough. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's all kind of like the, the whole proving and yeast thing is like, it's like magical. It's magical that it works. And it's it's also kind of magical when it doesn't work because you're like, wow, I did exactly what they said. And this fucking thing didn't didn't do what it was supposed to. Yeah, I'm super intimidated by bread, although I used to make chocolate chip pumpkin bread. But I feel like that's more cakey than, you know, than bread, think, if that makes sense. <laughs> I think that you should start instead of doing bread. I think that you should start by trying to make bagels. Because I think they're more really? bread. Yeah. Because like at least the recipe that I did, you boil them first. So mm-hmm. they're like small and then you boil them and then they like expand quickly. And that's like really fun to watch. Oh. And then you bake them and they're like, they're way uh, less difficult to fuck up, I think. And they're like really fun to like shape. Like you like shape them like bagels and spin them around your finger. It's pretty. I wouldn't expect that. I, I feel like I've always been intimidated by breads, which is why I've never even attempted them. Oh, I think you should try bagels. They're great. I've made like five loads of bagels in the last two weeks. Wow. Is that, what would you say has been your favorite thing that you've been making? I, really like, I like making bagels because okay. I also kind of think like I, I like it because I've had like success with it. And that's mm-hmm. like, sometimes that's more valuable than than, than a challenge, you know? Yeah. Um, but they're, they're fun and they're good and people love them. That's amazing. What kind? I just fucks with poppy seed and plain right now, but I'm going to try an everything bagel. I also have like, there's two, two of my really good friends have pregnant partners within like walking distance of my place. Right. So like they're who I'm dumping most of the food. I'm dumping most of this <laughs> women. And that's, that's super fun. That is yeah. what else? What's been your least favorite thing that you've made? I tried to make like just fucking sandwich bread. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember that? Do you, what's the, the beans? Do you remember the beans thing on Twitter with the guy? Who's like, my daughter came up to me and was like, I want to eat beans. Like, that's like me with bread, with, with like just sandwich bread. Like, I wanted to make a sandwich, so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to make the bread too. Mm-hmm. And I tried it like three times and fucked up every time. And I'm, I'm that little girl, like, just wanting someone to teach her how to open a can of fucking beans. <laughs> Dad, that's his name, Beans Dad. What a piece beans of Dad, I couldn't, when that happened on Twitter, I couldn't find what it meant. And then I gave up. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. Do you, do, do, uh, do you know what it is, though? No. <laughs> Bean Dad is, it's this guy who is in some band and wh- whatever. He's like, he had some influence. He's now off Twitter because of the response to this thing. Mm-hmm. And he wrote this like long, it was like, you know, 
it couldn't have been a true story. His daughter comes up to him and is like, Dad, I want beans. And then he's like, well, you can go make it. And it's basically like a do it, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. She doesn't know how to, she's like six. She doesn't know how to open the can opener. doesn't have to cook the beans. And it takes her like six hours to make beans. But lo and behold, like when she's finally made the beans, she's like learned self-reliance. And it's like such a, a, a like a terrible parenting. And he got dragged for like days on Twitter for, and there's also no way that it could happen. He kind of like framed it like a, like almost like a like a biblical parable as opposed to like an actual interaction with his fucking daughter. Wow. And, um, and so my beans was like, I want to learn how to bake bread and I'm going to do it myself. And I fucked it up every time. And I just wish that I had a, a, a beans dad to actually show me how to bake bread. You think you're going to come back to it and try it again? I probably will just because I've got like a bunch of flour that will go bad at some point. But Yeah. But you need flour in like almost every. I would imagine that that goes in bagels too. It's uh, the it's bread flour in bagels as opposed to like all purpose. Wait, there's <laughs> see what bread Wait, flour. I'm going to tell you this is though. I also didn't learn this like two weeks ago. <laughs> there's like different kinds of flour behind besides like white and whole wheat. Who knew? Oh, okay. I mean, I know. So I used to get really, really ambitious with my grocery shopping and I would always assume I was going to like bake something. And this was like even pre-COVID when I knew I didn't have time and still bought outlandish ingredients. But I bought almond flour before. So I knew about that, but I never ended up using it. (laughs) I mean, you probably shouldn't use it now if it was a long time ago. Flour goes bad. But no, I definitely threw it out. It's it, what's really weird is that like there's whole like parts of the grocery store that now I'll be like, oh, I need cornstarch. And you go to like the part of the grocery store that has cornstarch and you're like, oh, there's like hundreds of products in this aisle. <laughs> that I, like, <laughs> I like never knew existed or like, yeah, yeah there's all kinds of different flour. I never knew. I, I'm just well, I guess I only knew about the almond flour and the wheat flour, but I've never had a use for anything else. I'm also and this is probably something you're learning about, but all the different types of sugars. So many different kinds. Are you trying to use any like alternative ones? Have you cooked with or baked with like agave or honey or anything? No, I haven't. I've baked with honey a little bit. Some of the bread recipes call for honey instead of oh. uh, I think yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say a bunch of stupid things that I don't know if they're true, but I think it's also like it helps as like a binding agent. Maybe. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. probably not true. Yeah, um, the science is so interesting. And I imagine that for people and I feel like you'll end up knowing it because I can tell how you're already getting deep into this and you're just going to keep learning. But the people that know the intricate like sciences of it and, and you brought up Great British Bake Off, which we have to circle back to. But people will know the difference that it causes if, like, you're using room temperature water versus, like, cold water. Even that'll change yeah, yeah, yeah. the results of it or, or the egg versus just the egg whites versus the egg yolk. Like, that trips me up. Yeah. The, yeah. They're also, there's also, like, you know, they there's also things, like, depending on, like, the area of the world area of the country that you live in, you get like, even if you're buying the same flour, it's mm-hmm. like a little bit different depending on where it's coming from. What? Yeah. It's like all kinds of crazy. Like if you're buying like the same type of flour, it's different, different places because it's like grown differently or like, I don't, I'm <laughs> probably saying dumb things right now, but that's what someone told me in a YouTube video. Yeah. I mean, I, it sounds believable to me because I know there's different water and that's the whole 
New York bagel pizza versus everywhere else is the whole water situation. So even that probably affects recipes from the Midwest versus here versus Texas or wherever. The other thing about this, I I can like totally see how someone could fall for a con artist because like reading these recipes, Mm -hmm. if they were like, trust us, the best part is rat poison. Be sure to put rat poison. (laughs) I mean, this fucking YouTube video said I should do it. I should probably put this rat poison in. I'm very susceptible to to the influences of someone in a very nice kitchen with like a clean apron telling me what to do. I am too. I almost got tricked recently into throwing away a bunch of shampoo because a couple people on TikTok started saying that this one ingredient in all these shampoos was like a formaldehyde and that you should throw it away because it'll make your hair fall out. And I was believing it because a lot of people were repeating it. And then finally, it showed me a video of a woman going, hey, that's all bullshit. There's literally that amount of formaldehyde in like the food that you eat and in this and in that and oh, yeah. like, hair fall out. And I was like, I just almost threw away five bottles of shampoo. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a lot of my baking started. The first thing I baked was like a pie, cr- like a pie, like an apple pie. Mm-hmm. And I, I baked it because it was Thanksgiving. And I saw a TikTok that was like, you can use vodka in in addition to water in your pie crust because it does something it freezes at a lower temperature and it keeps the what? butter colder when it's in the pie or something like something about that oh. but like at the time i was drinking a lot and i was like oh shit yeah i'll buy like a bottle of vodka and use some of the pie crust and i'll just get like drunk while baking <laughs> and that was really fun and i was like oh it'll be fun and i'll like you know have a couple drinks while i'm baking but tiktok also is like great for for, for baking stuff it really is. I know so I've found so many recipes on there. And once it figures out that that's what you like, your algorithm will just be full of recipes. No, it's all recipes and definitely not scantily clad women dancing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be like recipes and then makeup tutorials and then animal videos. I really like um, older men getting a puppy. Yes. There's like a theme of like, my dad hasn't had his own dog in 20 years. We're going to give him a dog. Yeah, such a big present to give somebody, but just it like, is. but the dad's it. always crying happy. Great, <laughs> phenomenal. So you are you all caught up on Great Britain? I always call it the wrong thing. I always call it like Bake Off when it's actually baking show. Uh, I think I'm caught up, but sometimes I fall asleep like watching them, mm-hmm. and because I watch a lot of TV, I guess like it just plays through the night, and I'm a pretty mm-hmm. sound sleeper. So I think I've missed like a couple here and there, but like I've I've caught just about all of them. Mm-hmm. Have you watched all of them? I've watched all of them. I probably haven't watched all the like holiday spinoff ones. I didn't watch all the holiday ones. Yeah, but I watched you, all the regular ones. Yeah, I watched all the regular ones. I, I really mean, watched. the best, the most wholesome show. The most just like, I'm rooting for everyone. I love this so much. It's so funny. It's so unexpectedly funny. Yeah, and there's also like no villains, you know? No. (laughs) I kind of think that Mary Berry might be a villain, but I don't think she really is. No, she's not. I think she's she's actually meaner than Paul Hollywood. Like, I think Paul Hollywood is like straightforward and stern, Mm -hmm. but I think Mary Berry has more of like, there's like a, a a classism about her critique sometimes where yes. I'm like, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, you think you're brought up like your shit doesn't stink. <laughs> That's how I feel about her. Yeah. Um, but I really like uh, it's such a great show. It's such a great show. And Paul Hollywood is just such a great 
I don't want to even call him a character because that's legit who he is, but wherever they found him and the persona that he's like portrayed as on that show and how everyone acts like they're so scared of him, but then he's this like giant, um, gentle, hilarious guy. He like, it never seems, even when he's being critical, it doesn't feel that mean. Yeah. And I think the real thing that is, I think the thing that plays through and is so opposite of American reality shows is the is like the the genuine desire to achieve and mm-hmm. in the contestants and also the idea that doing the the doing of a good job is reward enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no there's no like million dollars. There's no like for an American show, like whoever won the cha- the first challenge of the show would get like five thousand dollars. They'd be like five thousand dollars. But there it's just like, hey man, you made the best fucking donuts and people are like Thank you. This means like it really felt good. You know, like I felt so great. And you're like, oh my god, like yeah, the, doing up the thing is good enough for you. That's so true. I mean, the whole t- for anyone that hasn't watched, it's just you get a plate at the end that says that you're the, the best baker, the star baker. And every week, someone gets named star baker, and that's like the best thing that could happen to you. But there's nothing else, just a title. I don't think there's a cash prize. I'm just gonna look at is there a prize for Great British Bake Off? Yeah, you should check, but I don't think there is. But what happens is um, they all end up getting like other work from it. They, you know, end up getting big followings so they can like promote their own projects. And yeah, that's what they just said. There's no prize, but it's um, it's like a lot of like ads afterwards, like Instagram deals and things like that. Yeah, there's a few of them that I've ended up following that I've liked from the show, and now I just. Uh, keep tabs on them like Sophie from a few seasons ago. I follow her on uh, Instagram. Oh, cool. I think my favorite one is the um, uh, the uh, uh, the the black lady with the headscarf. Yes, she was so good. Right? I saw some post, somebody tweeted like a, a picture of her and just like the sentence, I would die for this woman. And I'm like, <laughs> me too. Like, absolutely. Like, yeah. I just, like, if my suffering would give her like a day of happiness, like, I would, I would love her that. She's, she's the best. The the best and and like so many of the people that have been on that show, they get really really stressed out and then you get stressed out for them and then you get so happy for them when things turn around. Yeah yeah yeah, it's fantastic, so good. Have you tried anything, uh, like making anything that you saw on that show? Mm, have I tried? Yes, I've I've made a couple. Um, Bobcas. There was oh. you, you're a Russian girl. I think I would eat some whiskey. And uh, I've made a couple babkas, and I've made yeah. One of the one of the challenges with babkas, and the only I think only one of the contestants was like I made babkas before. And growing up, we would have babka at Easter because my dad's po- ethnically Polish. He's born in America, but he's ethnically Polish, and we'd have. Babka or Hala for, uh, for, for Easter every year. And so I wanted to make that because like, I, I just like how it looks and love how it tastes. Mm-hmm. And it's super easy. You should totally do it. You would love it. Did you I- have Babka growing up in, 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 as a, as a child of Russia? Do you have Hala? Yeah, I ate a lot of Hala. It was never homemade though. And I feel like that would be really hard to make at home because of the shape of it and everything. That, no, it's that so easy. Out. I've made like, I've made like three Hala's, Galena. You, it's so easy. You could totally do it. Really? It's so simple. Oh, and it's so good with, um, vanilla ice cream. It's amazing with vanilla ice cream. Oh, I was so glad you know that. <laughs> 
it's so easy and it's so satisfying. Like I did, I did a, uh, I did there's like there's different braiding varieties where you mm-hmm. braid it, and I've done a three, four, and a six braid, and they're all super simple and they're all super fun, and you would you would get a kick out of it, and it's it's like it's like the the easiest bread to eat a whole loaf of in like a day. I wouldn't have see again back to me being intimidated by bre- bread. To me, is like improv, <laughs> where I'm like, I'm sure there's people that are good at this, but I don't want to try it. <laughs> I think the thing about Tugelina is that it's like your failures are your own, and if you're if you're trying to make bread, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and the amount the amount that like a loaf of bread costs you to make is like a dollar fifty, maybe it's like, like oh, that's good. you know what I mean. So like, if you fuck it up, just throw it out and do it again. Yeah. Like, it takes up time and you can like read a book or like fucking watch TV while you're doing it. It's, mm-hmm. You should tell when the first time I made like a really good loaf of challah, I was like, I was like, Oh man, this is, it was so wonderful. I was like, I'm making French toast tomorrow. I'm having challah and eggs tonight. <laughs> it was so great. That's so smart to make French toast with it too. Was that, it with that um, bread flour that you just turned me on to? Oh, it's not bread. It's just straight flour. Just regular okay. flour. That's encouraging. Yeah, it's super simple. Have you tried to make anything um, uh, along the dietary? Like, no. have you tried to make gluten-free or anything? No, no. Fuck that. <laughs> I, I haven't only because, like, I think um, uh, I, I've, never, I've never eaten gluten-free. So, like, I haven't, you know, I, I, all the food is for myself and my neighbors and Mm-hmm. I don't have a need to do it, but yeah. at some point, just not right now. Um, what's been like the most complicated thing that you made, and you were like so stoked that it worked? I made this thing called Queen Amon, which is is a, that the pleated thing that you just you just posted that one like a few days ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, that looked crazy good. Really good. It's like um, it's known as the fattiest uh, pastry in the world. It's, wow. Uh, it's from Brittany, France. Mm-hmm. And it's like, la- it's like laminated pastry that you have like, uh, just all kinds of sugar and salt in it. So mm-hmm. kind of like, if you, when you pull it apart, you think it looks like a croissant, but it's not like greasy at all the way, buttery the way mm-hmm. that a croissant could be. It's like the perfect combination of like salty and sweet and, a little bit of butter, but also like it's not overwhelming. You don't feel like you've eaten something heavy after you're done with it, but like it has like li- literally a pound and a half of butter on it. <laughs> really great. The next time I make it, I'll I'll bring you one. Oh my god, that would be amazing. But that was probably the most comp. That was the that was like the longest one that I did, and that took like six hours or so because it's oh like. God. You fold it and then you have to chill it and then you like fold it and roll it out again, fold, roll it out again, chill it again and fold it and then chill it. And you do that like four or five times and then you like have to cut it. And then, you know, there's like a whole prep thing with the, with the kind of like the cupcake tray that you put it in. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it just takes hours to do, but it's so good when you're done. Yeah. That's, uh, I know I didn't even understand until watching, um, Great British Baking Show what lamination was and that that's how that was. I had no idea. <laughs> well, I gave it, what's funny is I gave it to somebody, I gave it to uh, a neighbor and they were like, Oh, the lamin, the, the lamination on this is so good. And I just responded. I was like, thanks. Absolutely. And then I like, went back, I was like, what the fuck does lamination mean? Cause I think of 
like a laminate as like the, the top of a counter, you know, like, yeah. Or like a, the plastic wrap on your driver's yeah, license. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that really. it means something with cooking. So I have a question for you. Can I ask you a yeah. question? When are you going to come surfing? Oh, oh my God. Um, so here's the thing about my surfing career that just got started. I don't have a board. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. You got to change that for sure. <laughs> I've been, um, borrowing my friend has extra boards cause she's like moved up from using the foam board, which is all I've been using. She got like a real hard top one or what's it called? Uh, uh fun board. Fiberglass, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's gotten that. So now they just have these extra foam boards. So that's like what I've been borrowing. But I couldn't be like, let me drive away with it, you know? <laughs> I've just been borrowing it at their place. All right. You gotta let me know. We go every morning. Every morning? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I think she, since July 2nd, we've missed like 10 or 14 days. Oh my God. That's really impressive. Yeah. Gotta so go. you've got like a little surfing crew. Got a whole, it's the Westside Surf Club. You can you can join, but uh, it's blood in, blood out. So if you want to join, we got to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I believe we got to beat the shit out of you again, Galia. <laughs> um, maybe when I buy a boat. I'm, I'm hoping to get better at it this year and do more of it this year. I don't know at what point I'm going to own my own. <laughs> like, I don't even have a wetsuit yet. I've just been borrowing that too. <laughs> Okay. I've just been mooching uh, surfing gear. Where do they Where do they go out? You told me once. I can't remember. I did. Um, I think it's called Sunset Beach. It's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right south of Sunset. Yeah. I went there three days ago. The only thing that I don't like, other than having to run across PCH with no light, um, <laughs> yeah. other than having to do that, I also just don't like that there's no beach there, so... Like, you know, the water just goes right into the rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part's a little intimidating. Yeah. Come up to Topanga. It's super fun. Oh, yeah? Is that where you go? That's where we've been going the last, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. Usually, before that, we were in Venice the whole time, and then we've been in Topanga for the last, like, two weeks. It's amazing to me the, like, I I was so not privy to this, but how territorial surfers can be. Yeah. Do you run into that at all, where people are like, "These are our waves, bro"? Not really. I think I think they're like less. I think it's more about like the conservation of waves, meaning like people are territorial when people don't know how to act in the waves. And if you're like if you're like ruining waves for other surfers, then people are like, "Hey, man, like learn how to surf a, at a different beach and then come back." You know what I mean? But. I've like today we were out and there was someone who kind of like dropped it on a wave in front of another surfer, but they didn't do it out of like, I'm going to take this wave. They did it because they were like new to surfing and we were next to a guy we didn't even know. And they, he was just like, she's like, that person shouldn't be here because Mm -hmm. they're like taking that, that wave away, not for any malice, but just because they don't know any about it. Right. Like, I'd be scared of that because I don't know what that means. Yeah, but that's like a four-minute conversation. That's boring <laughs> for the podcast. But if we were on the waves, it'd be like, do this, do this, don't do this, and you'll be fine. And immediately apologize anytime you do anything. You know what I mean? Anytime yeah. you think you do anything wrong, apologize, and everything's fine. Yeah. I even was, like, nervous about getting turned upside down. But then once it happened to me a couple times, I was like, you know what? That's not as scary as I thought it would be. This water's pretty soft overall. 
I don't, again, I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, it's meaning like when you fall off your board or like you go underwater, like it doesn't hurt. It's just like, you're like, oh, I'm underwater for a minute. Yeah, that part doesn't hurt. But I like anticipated that I wouldn't know which direction was up and that I've been able to find it. And even when I've gotten hit in the head with the board, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. You got hit in the head with the board. <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. I haven't, I haven't tried to stand up yet, but I have not stood up yet. I've just been practicing riding them laying down until I don't fall off. And I haven't had a good enough sequence of not falling off enough times in a row to even want to like try to stand. Well, I believe in you, and I think you could do a great job. Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> I think, I think honestly, I think, uh, and this is just like, you know, to circle back, like, I think that you trying surfing is way more difficult than you trying to make a, a loaf of hollow bread. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I hopefully would. Just go buy some, go buy some flour and try it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm inspired. Now that you said it's that easy, I feel like that's one of those things that to me, I'm like impressed at you making challah bread, the braiding and the whole thing. I bet it gets all golden too. I bet it's like all perfect. You do the little like egg wash. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so also, cool. It's all super, it's all super easy. It's <laughs> people are like stand up so hard. I can't imagine doing it. It's like, well, yeah, stand up's difficult for sure, but it's not like, it's like, you know, it's a conquerable thing. Mm-hmm. Not like meaning like you like we're all amazing famous standups, but right. just in the sense of like the act of getting on stage is like not the hard part. The hard part is like years later. Right. Uh, What's your next thing that you're gonna make? You know, he, I was talking to a friend about this today, and I want to make like a like a really nice cake, but I, I I I was thinking about this like German chocolate cake, mm-hmm. but like. I think it's fine to go to a neighbor and be like, Hey, I made some donuts. Do you want a donut? But I feel like it's weird to go over with like, like a slice of three level cake and be like, Hey, like if you were just thinking of like ruining the rest of your day, like I, I have like 10 other pieces of this. Yeah. But at this point, it's not weird for you and it's not weird for those neighbors because that now they know that you're going to be doing that. It would have been weird if you hadn't already been dropping off baked goods. Yeah. It's a lot though. I, th- I, I but I, but I'd like to make like a nice cake. But I have to like kind of like buy some different equipment. I have to get like those like cool uh, latch things that like, oh, like that hold it in a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the name of it, but like whatever. Yeah, there's so many different names for all the equipment and all the techniques, and it, it's a whole different yeah. vernacular. Like truly. Oh, the thing that I wanted to make was panettone, which is like an Italian. Kind of Christmas time cake. Oh yeah, with the, with the fruit in it, right? Yeah, yeah. that would. But be I good. wanted to make it because you like hang it upside down after you bake it. You do what? <laughs> hang it upside down. You like put dowel rods through it, and you hang it upside down because I think because the fruit in it, if you don't, will like all go to the bottom. I don't know why you do it, but apparently you, you have to hang it upside down for like an hour or two. So I'd like to do it just to like hang a cake upside down. Yeah, that's what I would would not have known that. I didn't know it either until I watched the video and I was like, wow, that's, that's weird. Also, my grandmother's Italian and we had like panettone every, uh, 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 Christmas. Did you know she was in the kitchen hanging it upside down? No, she just bought that shit in the store. We just oh, like okay. had one. Yeah. My grandmother only made it. Um, that's the one that's like coated in, uh, powdered sugar, right? I think so. I don't even really remember, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think so. Would you, uh, do you fuck with marzipan? 
I haven't yet, but I'm excited to try it. Oh, all of it. I don't even know what it is, really. It's almond paste. Oh. But it's delicious. Yeah. I Only because I've been posting, people, have, like, friends have been like, oh, dude, you should, like, you know, try this or try that. And, like, I want to be like, hey, like, I'm, I've been baking, like, every other day. But also, like, I've only tried, like, maybe 10 or 12 different things. So I, I still have, like, a large, like, a long way to go. And also, like... I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that when the world returns back to normal, I'm going to be like, yo, fuck baking forever. <laughs> Although maybe not. I don't know. No, I don't think you will. Well, first of all, we have a while until things come back. Right. So you've you've right. got a lot of recipes ahead of you no matter what. Uh, but outside of that, I think that people will come to expect baked goods from you even when the world comes back. Because at I this mean, point, you're gaining a reputation for it. Yeah, that's not what I want, though. I don't, like, I don't want that... <laughs> Well, like, it's good when it's a gift. It's bad when it's an expectation, you know? Yeah, you're right. But we'll see. I'll probably still keep baking. Cake, though. That's that's an endeavor. Chocolate German cake? The what? You said chocolate German cake? German chocolate cake, I think? I don't know. Some kind of, like, fancy-ass cake that's, like, like looks cool and you have to do, like, some kind of, I don't, I don't know. I want to make a cake. I love Somebody's that. Somebody's birthday's coming up. When's your birthday? June. <laughs> okay. We'll be back to normal by then, hopefully. We'll be back by then. I hope so. <laughs> I'm waiting on this vaccine over here. Dude, shoot it into my fucking eyeball. I'll take it. Please. Break. I know that's what I keep saying. I wish I could just be walking through the streets and get just like a blow dart of it to the neck. Do you know there was some, there was some, I forget where it was, but there was some like CBS in Florida where they were like, they'd gotten the vaccine and they were like doing like, tier 1a and they like they're at the end of the day and they had leftovers because they put like more vials in and just over the loudspeaker they were like hey if anyone's in cbs today we have a couple extra vaccines if you want to come back i was like like so people just like skip the line i got it i mean good for them but like i wish i wish i was in that cbs i know i'm getting um jealous of people that are getting it i only know a few people personally that have gotten it that just like you know, work in medicine or yeah. got jobs at the COVID testing sites. So yeah. that's how they were eligible. And I'm like, damn it, if I knew I'd be eligible for the vaccine faster, I would have tried to do that. Yeah, my sister got it because she's a doctor and she's had her second dose. She got her second dose last week. Ah, amazing. You must be so relieved for her. So relieved. Um, and then my mom got it Friday. Oh, amazing. She's oh, like a, she was like a registered nurse and she's going to mm-hmm. volunteer injecting people at one of the vaccine sites in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I love that. Where's your family? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. That's right. I think I knew that. Mm-hmm. Cool, Galena. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you coming on here and talking to me about this. I have learned a lot, and I'm going to make challah now. You should. I mean, now, but, like, after this. <laughs> sure. And if, if anyone was listening and they, like, I messed something up about baking, I don't know a lot about baking. So, so I'm, you, you know more than you think you do. And I, I have a feeling that, uh, you're going to learn so much more by the end of this. Oh, thanks. I hope so. You will. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, people should look up West Side Comedy Theater stuff, follow it on social, you know. Give it a like, give it a follow, and um, find you for your uh, beautiful bakery goods. Where can people find you? Just at Chris Gorbos across all handles, G-O-R-B-O-S. Amazing. Well, it was good to see you. Good to see you, too.
Thanks so much. Miss you, Galena. Miss you too. Thanks everyone for tuning in and stay curious.